I am Andrew Lewis, That's what I love. Mr. Mallard. Uh, join me as always, uh, Mr. Chief of Morale himself, Bud Copeland. Bud, how are you this evening before we go? So the point being is, good golfers are a fucking dime a dozen. And we saw it in full swing that the line of demarcation between... Here, are you ready, Bud? Are you ready for the players? Are you ready to make money? Are you ready to try to beat me? I didn't do my homework this week. Good evening, everybody. Welcome into Divots and Pivots. Kicking off Tea Time Tuesday here at the Fantasy Sports Corporation. The boys over at Plus Money Golf will be joining us later at 10 o'clock, as always. I'm sure they got a lot of fun things to say about everything going on today. And much like kind of history and the way it always goes, Anytime there's anything going on with Canada that we want to talk about Canada, such as the RBC Canadian Open this week, it gets overshadowed. And that's a shame because, God, Canada's great. It doesn't get enough respect, but poor Canada. Poor Canada. But how are you? (laughs) Morale, Morale's high. I I went out and ate ate some humble pie this morning for breakfast at Andover Country Club. Like I told you just before we got started, if I eliminate three putts and balls out of bounds – uh, off the tee, I, I dropped 10 strokes and I still missed the cut by a couple because these guys were really, really good. But I I putt very, very well today, except for those aforementioned two, three putts. Well, that's the, like um, me saying if I cut out pizza and beer, I'll lose 20 pounds, but I just know I'm not going to do it. So I actually had a good idea. Toward, <laughs> I actually had a good idea. I'm sitting at the score as we're walking up to the scorer's tent. And, um, I overhear the guys in front of us, like trying to explain away, like, man, I was, I was this close. I was this close. And I mean, I think he, you know, he shot like 81 or something like that, which he probably was, you know, throughout the course of the day, that's not a lot, you know, you know, these tiny little changes can. It's one bad shot here or there that turns into two shots yeah. or three shots. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're trending in the right direction. But uh, yeah, I just had the idea. I was like, they should just plant a, they, they should plant a microphone right there, record all this bullshit, all the excuses we give, <laughs> all the cliche, you know, reasoning yeah. for not playing good golf and just splice it together and call it the ifs and buts. Uh, podcast but we made the turn Love and i actually made the turn i actually made the turn and i think it was like two over so i was actually doing pretty well and then just god I started snap hooking off the tee and i couldn't fix it mm. we make the turn and there's a backup on the second tee started on the back and uh and as we also we all pull out our phones and i finally like reconnect with the world which is probably what screwed me up now that i'm saying this out loud i should have just tried yeah, you to know stay focused just somehow. like everyone else blame live i love it i'm love gonna it. blame live no I don't, know. <laughs> don't don't shit on my live um don't yuck my yum oh my god brandel shambly is on golf channel live right now you know how badly i want to listen to this i know so anyways we pull out our he wants to listen to us let's be real you heard like 15 people across three different holes and tee boxes just being like what the fuck it broke it shattered the golf world uh there's i want to say golf world versus the game because that's a critique i do have that we'll get into in a little bit yes and uh and then we went about our business just not playing good off the tee but everything from about 150 yards in is dialed in i just got to figure out the damn tee ball and uh we got the pub links coming up in three weeks got the mid-am about a month after that so there's some more opportunities for boudreaux to get out there 
Yeah, so Still. if you're following along, many updates to come with Bud and his uh his Quest. chasing the qualifier here. Yeah, thank you, chasing the queue. Um, yes. Oh, there we go. Chase, that, that rolls off the tongue. Well, because all, the all, the, all these all these fuckers are out there on social media, you know, quest for 90, quest for 80. And I'm like, I, okay, I, I like it. I'm, I'm a goals-oriented kind of guy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're, we're chasing the queue all summer. Uh, but, dude. Well, like, let's let's save the emotions because we, we, we need – there's a lot of emotions and we know if we right, get so back to, hold on, back to right poor now. Canada. Back to poor Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, COVID, COVID gets them for two years. And then Rory has a big win last year at this Canadian mm-hmm. designers course. They're on the real, <sighs> this comes down, but we can't overlook little brother. You know, this is, this is their yes. national, their national open. It's like the yep. third oldest behind the U S and the, and the open. And, uh, and it's really one of the only tour stops that does not return to the same course every year. I mean, if you yeah. think about it, it's their national open. So it's got like a rotation <clears throat> and, <clears throat> This year's host, the Canadian Open. Where the hell are they? It's like yeah. So tell me, tell me what you think about Oakdale because they're at Oakdale and Oakdale Golf. Oakdale's interesting because if you if you're a member over Fantasy National, if you use Fantasy National, Oakdale is actually one of the few courses not in their yeah uh, their system to look it up. So you had to get a little creative when looking up your your course information this week. So tell me, what do you think about Oakdale from your experience and in reviewing it? first thing i'm going to tell you is the reason it's not in there is because it's a composite course it's a it's a country club that has three nines and so the front nine that we're going to see this weekend is made up of like four holes from two different sets of nine and then they are going to play a back nine a complete nine and so look for that you know look for people who can go on runs and streaks going down that back nine because i I, what i've been reading is that the front nine it feels made up and put together you know kind of like they do at the country club they just kind of reroute things to make it a challenging run and you know we'll see how it goes but not a really long course. Not you know, a two hundred par seventy two. Well, and even, and even the whole composition, like you said, feels made up because the, there's only three par fives. You know, mm-hmm. typical four. So yep. it's it's definitely shorter. There's a lot. There's, there's an extra par four in there than most courses. So calling it a shorter course is definitely fair here. Uh, it's it's interesting because I it, I think it's going to bring at least in my research, it brought together. A, a different animal of a course than what we've been seeing for the past month or so. Some animals, some outliers of, of things that we need to be looking at to get around here. Cause the rough is the rough is rough here. Like the rough puts the word to good use. Yeah. The Northeast has got that thick, sticky blue yeah. grass type shit that yeah, I wasn't used to that growing up in Florida. Uh, we had some different, different kind of rough. So anyways, real quick, let's do this. We, yes, yes. like we said, the course is not overwhelmingly long. It's a lot of par fours, which I'm going to tell you right now, there it is. Strokes gained par four strokes okay. gained approach and strokes gained putting because okay. strokes gained approach basically is the best tell of how you're playing or, you know, really where you stand. It's the one singular variable you can kind of rely on strokes sure. gained putting because things I've been reading is that that's the kind of only comment coming back is that these greens are tricky and take quote unquote, some getting used to then yes. the, obviously, like we just said, there's only three par fives and they fill in that other, you know, with a par four. So strokes gained par four overall, because these are short par fours, mm-hmm. but they're tricky. They're angular. Uh, so those are my yes. three and I do like what it spit out. It spit out, not soup. It's not overwhelmingly balanced. It's a little top heavy, but enough that gives some choices. And, uh, I'm, I like a Canadian this week. So, oh, so we'll get to that. Cause I want to see who that Canadian is. I have a feeling I know who it is. I got a couple of them. Um, but what's interesting, cause you, you, you kind of hit it on the head there that this is, so my model spit out, it spit out chalky, but not 
not top heavy from a price standpoint. My my top ten is filled with guys, at least two guys from every price range. But unfortunately, my the majority of my top ten is also very chalky. So obviously, the way I set up my model this week is the way everyone else set up their model this week. Uh, but you you nailed it in breaking down the course because this it's not very long, but the the rough is is hard to get out of. So for me. I agree. Strokes game putting, strokes game approach. Like I said, that's been on my radar all year round. Um, but because that rough is so is so brutal, uh, fairways gained is one that I'm going to as well, um, as well as uh, birdie or better. Because I, I think there will be. I think these guys are good enough to be able to. Honestly, I don't expect a lot of drivers off the tee this week. I think with the way this they're course is pick, set up, they're going to pick a number they're, 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 they're comfortable with, and they're going to try yeah. to get to that number from a good angle. And, they're going to be playing precision shots. Yeah. So I think there's going they're going to be putting themselves in positions where they're going to be able to score. So if you have a guy who's good at birdie or better and good at putting, like that's a, those, those are the guys you're looking for. And then the other the other stat I'm going with my fifth stat is proximity from 100 to 125. Once again, because of how they're going to be setting up their shots, this seems like it's going to be a lot of wedge approaches. Uh, which is going to allow these guys to get dialed in, shoot darts, and leave themselves with some short putts. All right, and I just I'm laughing over here because I said I want a Canadian to win, and I look at my top ten, and <laughs> half of them are Commonwealth guys, British, Irish, English, <laughs> and then but then sitting at eleven is Adam Hadwin. That's the there we Canadian go. hope. Um, again, his wife is a hilarious follow on any 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 social media platform. But I love, love, love who my who my my model spit out on the top. So if you want, we can just run down our top ten and yeah, then dive that. right into the story du jour. Because yeah. at this point, if you're still listening, God bless you. But yeah, don't top, worry, we're coming with the stories, guys. We're just my top my top ten my top ten go Tyrrell, and I'm gonna go ahead and play them. <laughs> Tyrrell Hatton does not does not let me down. But Tyrrell Hatton, Justin Rose, Tommy Fleetwood, mm-hmm. Eric Cole, Sam Ryder, Figala, Rory mm-hmm. McIlroy. <laughs> And Brendan Todd and Ben Martin, and and sure. all of those names are familiar. We know what we know. My love hate relationship with Brendan Todd. I I poo pooed Rory at eleven five. After that mental yeah. falling no, apart, you. how? And, and by the way, have we done a wellness check on him? Brandel Shambly is going to be fine. He I thrives know. on this. There's shit. so many guys we need to do wellness checks on. But those are my top. Like I said, there's a lot of Commonwealth guys in there, and there's a good balance. I do have you know a plethora of nine k and and a and a smattering of 7k so i can build a decent little lineup relying on my math yeah i think you can and look we have a lot of crossovers in my top 10 because like i said my top 10 has a lot of uh variance as far as price range goes but a lot of chalky guys there's a few there's a few values in here and I'm, I'm gonna point them out to you uh but my top 10 in this order uh, actually starts off with ben martin at 7300 around 15% owned. Um, that's still, for that price and that ownership, I'll, considering he's number one on my model, he's probably going to be in all my lineups. Um, that, that's good enough for me there. But then Tyrell Hatton, Tyrell Tyr- Hatton at 10-2, uh, super chalky, around 23% owned. Uh, number two on my model, though, he's just playing too good right now, and especially at this course, he sets up perfect for, so you can't ignore that. Uh, Justin Rose, 9,700 at, at number three. I think he's actually the highest owned person. He's close to 25%, which is outrageous. So you're not going to see me owning much of him. Uh, but at number four, I'm going to be going back to a guy that um, came through for me last week in making the cut at the price he was at, but then fell apart on the weekend for me where he didn't necessarily get me a lot of points, uh, but he still helped me. And side note here, carry me to another win over you. 
Um, we got the streak going here, but <laughs> but uh, Trez Reeve ranks out number four in my model. Uh, like I said, he he went even even the first two rounds last week, this past week. He looked good, but then he he completely fell apart on the weekend uh, and really bottomed out the amount of points he got me. But he's at seventy one hundred. 8% projected ownership. He, believe it or not, he is the number one ranked putter over the last 24 rounds in this field. I believe it. So I'm going I'm to take that. He's top 25 in, a, in approach uh, and top 35 in fairways game. So I like Ches Reeve again, especially at that 8% ownership. Um, then I have Corey Connors at number five. I have Eric Cole as well at number six. Matt Kuchar at number seven. Matt Kuchar is interesting here. Uh, 9,100 feels like a bit much for Matt Kuchar, uh, considering where it's he's been this field, season. Though. But when it's you look at the field, field, yeah, yeah, but when you look at the field, it makes sense. Uh, but still, no disrespect, no, no disrespect at all. But for, <laughs> for under eight percent projected ownership, and considering a guy who was money with his wedges, who which I've already said is I think is going to be a key stat you got to have this week. Matt Kuchar feels like a nice play this week, ranking out number seven in my model. So 9,100, I think I'm going to be playing a lot of Matt Kuchar. Uh, Carson Young ranking out number eight. Uh, Chesin Hadley Chesson. number nine. Chesin Hadley sixty six hundred around two percent ownership. Uh, I mean he's he's top thirty in my model as well. He's going to get a look or two. Yeah, he's number ten in putting in the field and number nine in that wedge range, that one hundred to one twenty five range. So he could be a big time sleeper this week and a big ownership leverage play. And then my number ten guy, which I would like to actually agree with you and swap out for my number 11 guy because Sam Burns ranks at number 10 for me. Sam Burns is someone I just have not had the confidence to play at all this year. He he found it last week. So I know he found it Yeah, and I get that, but around for 10, five at 15% ownership ranking 10th of my model. Like I don't think I'm going to do it for that. I'd rather go down to at 7,900 for around 9% ownership and Brendan Todd. Ranks 11th in my model. I'd rather have him come in at number 10. This feels like a Brendan Todd golf course. All you got to do is that really long sling it out there, 250, find a green, make a bunch of putts. I got two value plays to keep an eye on. You know how I love strokes gained home life. And yesterday, hell yeah. We thought yesterday was the longest day in golf, (laughs) but it was the final qualifier for the U.S. Open. I've seen that joke so many times. I know, but it's true. (laughs) There's two guys who punched their ticket to the LA Country Club, Ryan Mm -hmm. Armour. And Dylan Wu, and both of them. Thank rank you, Dylan out, Wu. Yes. Right, both of them rank out top top fifty in my model. But Bring that bell. But Dylan Wu is going to get some love because it's seven thousand dollars, and if he's playing yep. well, and a lot of times you know you come off that that confidence boost is all we is all they need. Again, the line of demarcation between you know tour pro winner and legend is very it's very thin, but it's hard to break. No, that I was, love the that Dylan. Was poetic. All right, I love the Dylan will call. The only other name I'm going to throw out there for you um, that could be a sleeper who I'm actually surprised is ranked this low, but I guess that's just a, a sign of kind of the season he's had. But Sam Ryder at only seven thousand. Yeah. Um, this feels like a week where he could surprise and actually, show up. I, think I have him. Um, he ranks out thirteenth in my model, around three to four percent ownership. So he's sixth, and he's sixth in my model. Him and Eric Cole are both going to get some love. Although I think yeah. Cole's, Cole's going to be chalky for a seventy nine hundred. Although nobody gets chalky at seventy nine hundred. No, no one gets chalky there. And don't and also don't sleep on one of my favorites uh, always, Adam Svensson. All right. 8,500. Oh, off. All right. <laughs> this is a very explicit episode, but that's because emotions are running high. Do we need emotions to run an ad or anything before we, we do? Let's let's hear from underdog. And then you're going to hear all of our emotions on all the news. Cause 
We got so some many big feelings. Thoughts. Big feelings. We got some big bangs to bring, and we're gonna bring them hard. We'll see you in a little bit. Underdog Fantasy is here to save your post-fantasy football season blues. The easiest place to play and win with the Underdog Fantasy app. Get up to 20 times your money in a single night with our Pick'em contests. Grab some insurance when setting your picks and win even when one pick fails. Go online now and use the promo code DIVPIV to double your deposit up to $100. Sit gingerbread, good girl. You know what, gingerbread, tonight, do not sit gingerbread. Stand up. Let us hear you. Look, I want you to possibly... Do you need to bring me down to earth here? This is what I want to know. Do you need to bring me down to earth with what I'm about to say here? Oh, God. No, absolutely not. Am I wrong in saying that this might be... No, I'm not even going to say might. Am I wrong in saying that this is the biggest piece of golf news in the history of golf to drop? In our in, in the modern era, yes. I think the the last time something this big happened in the game was when Jack and the boys yeah. sued and started. It's the, the only thing you can compare it to. I feel like I don't. I mean, I don't even know where we start. All, first of all, the the people on Golf Central. I mean, I'm everybody's got their their feelings and their emotions. Quit talking about the game. The game is fucking fine. It's a sport. It's a game. Yeah. My, my 18 holes this morning, you know, is it? Yeah, nothing, nothing is happening with these yeah. guys making all their money. And that's what I meant by us. say the golf world, because honest to goodness, outside of our golf bubble, this is not, you know, nobody gives a shit about this. We're golf, we're, we're golf yeah. hats for a reason. But what we saw was a corporate takeover. What we yeah. saw was a, was, was a business entity who wanted, you know, I mean, Oh no, I'm not going to make that comparison. But uh, it was a very involuntary partnership. Uh, if, if you're sitting in the PGA Tour seat, because you just got—I mean, it was like a, an assault of millions of soldiers on your platoon of 50. You're in a weak financial position because coming out of COVID, you know, that was, that was tough losses there in the infrastructure mm-hmm. that you put it—you put in down in Ponte Vedra, the new headquarters, and then also that fucking massive clubhouse. They, they're still—they're still paying off. You move golf, you know. You're in that position, and so if it's a money game, you can't keep up. You've got 50 partners throughout the world that are cobbling together a war chest, and they've all got their own, in, you know, internal interests. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, your competitor just has pits of money. They print money like they, yeah. they money is not an object in the world that they live in, and they just took over. So it, it's that's I mean that's they 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 made a play and they just put the money out there and I'm not talking about buying the players I'm talking about just being able to sustain a competitive product until Brooks Kepka wins the PGA Tour and that's mm-hmm. all it took folks this you know I saw that they had the public investment uh, fund guy uh, on CNBC with Jay and yeah, he was like, you know, I'm back never in- gonna get his name right it, uh, it was the the uh, the guy that. Um- uh, I forget his name now. Sorry, I keep. I thought I, don't I had fucking his know his keep name. Going. He's the public investment fund guy. But the way he was explaining it was like, you know, we met in London. We played golf. We had lunch. We talked. We yeah, talked, but Zach talked. met with him. Didn't Zach meet with him? Like he told us all about him when we had Zach on from the New Yorker. Oh no, he's yeah. the same guy. That he, yeah, he's yeah. the guy. This is, this is the guy. This is the guy that yeah. Zach met with. Yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> anyway, and so he's talking about this. If a live player doesn't win a major, we're good. Because all it took was a, a chink in the armor, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, now all of a sudden, well, what is this live thing or God, they really do. They, they were, win- the only thing that PGA tour was winning was the, the kind of public relations battle. 
because and, and they had yeah. a much, and they had a much more engaging product but all of a sudden if the truth if, if the threat becomes true and this other all it takes is that perception and they'll join forces it's i don't I don't know how I feel about it because I don't really know if I give a shit about, you know, it's like, okay, cool. This is exciting. It's new. My life's no different. I understand why some people are upset, but at the end of the day, it is just, you know, it, it, it is just business, but I'm, I'm curious. You said something before about the players. And yeah, this is, and that's the, that's the my, so, meeting that just got out. Yeah. So here's my biggest issue with this is that, the See, whole, I, have, I have no issues. Okay, so that's I'm Team J because when I first wearing my like, shirt, I before think this I is, be, this be fine. Before all the details started coming out, when I just first read like the the quick two paragraph release that they had, like when it first got announced, my initial response was, "This is a win for the PGA in the sense that this was the live live tour realizing that they." They can't compete. They can't coming back to the table. They know that they're like they're at like a their time limit is maxed based on their player contracts. They know eighty percent of their biggest names after their five year contracts are up are going to leave them. Like that. That's what it felt like at the initial onset of the news was that this was Liv coming to the table saying we want to be long. We want to sustain our longevity here in some way and have a piece in the PGA. And it felt like what it was was that a win for the PGA in that they now just got a massive investor to, to push a lot of money into their product. Then as the details started coming out and you realize, no, what this really is, is that they've now created this whole for-profit commercial side of the PGA tour that the PIF is now basically the majority shareholders of and completely control and are just going to flood with money. PGA Tour is going to maintain administrative control over whatever this thing is. Jay Moynihan is going to be but the what CEO. What does administrative control mean to money control? I'm like, really? We've seen how so this again, works already. So, so for whatever reason, the public investment fund, I think, wanted to. You know, they they're they're an investment fund. Golf's a great product, and if you can't and yeah. if you can't partner with somebody, uh, then you can then you compete with them until you either kick their ass or they realize we can't keep this up. See, and, and that's why I feel like this. That's I'm sorry. This is why the conclusion I came to at the end of all this, and I put this out on Twitter, was that this has started to feel like that the PIF never gave a shit about making live into anything no. to stand on its own. Live was their ticket to get into the door to ruffle some feathers, some, to piss some people off because their ultimate goal was to always have a hand in the PGA Tour and ultimately now what we see, worldwide golf. So if the best 150 players keep going out every week, though, next year, and and we're back to now we're back to the best 150 players again. Yeah. You sure. know, if the best of the best are going out every week now, Although remember this new revised schedule of no cut events and although Jack kind of leaked that earlier this year, yeah, and we all and then he he had to backpedal at his press conference and be like, I don't know how serious that is. But anyways, if we're back to that best 150, and they go out and they play 72 holes of golf at world class courses against one another, are you going to watch? Yeah. Then, then no, that's, what, uh, that's why I agree with you. It doesn't change me and you, like you and I. But golf I get the players, experience. and so I understand the players being upset. But I also. Yeah. But at the same time, it's no different. It was a calculated risk. It's the, that's why Jay just that. First of all, that's why he did it, you know, here uh, at the RBC Canadian. Uh, although 
that's yeah. neither here nor there. I think timing was just timing. So he does that. He's going to take flack for it. And it's like, yep. it's the same thing that Brooks and Phil and all those guys did. We're, we, we don't, you know, we're going to play the long game. We're, we'll take these five year deals and then we'll see where we are. And if we don't, if we're not allowed back, we've got a nice bankroll. So for example, the, the road back, we'll get to that in yeah. a second. And so Jay made the, the, you know, they, they made these calculated moves in these four people who were in the room doing it. I, n- nobody else, you're not entitled you put the commissioner in this position to make mm-hmm. these decisions. That's why these chief executives are executives because you get paid to make the decision. Now they can choose whether or not they want to consult, consult with people. And it, sometimes they understand that, you know, even not, we don't know who knew what, but even, maybe even the top people didn't know shit. Otherwise this leaks. Nobody knew anything. You said it. You already said it. The four, four, we still don't about know this. anything. Reports still, are that Greg Norman didn't even know about this. Right. But, and, and we still don't know anything like, so what is this for profit entity? I have some thoughts. Is this going to be, so basically now one of the biggest gripes, by the way, Phil, and this ties into Phil, because one of <laughs> Phil's biggest gripes was, you know, we don't own our, it's kind of like a name image and likeness. They all, they almost have sure. the same argument as college athletes. You're making money off of my name image and likeness and I deserve a cut. And so it's like, every time I'm hitting a golf shot, I can't, you know, I can't use that footage without your permission or I don't know how it works anyway. What if this new for-profit entity is is just that? It's going to be this massive pile of money that they can, you know, if if you if you earn so many impressions or whatever, then you get bonused on it. I mean, they just turn these guys into YouTube stars. Yeah, if it, if what, it's, if it trickles back to the players, then we're going to stop hearing any gripes about this, and that's the bottom line. Because my biggest thing here is that I think what this does is this finally kind of ends the charade of one of the biggest farces in sports in that the PGA tour is a player run tour. It's it's sure they put Jay Moynihan in charge and they have a big say, but I think we've all known for a long time now that it's not the players making the decisions here. It's no. the board they put in charge. So right. but this, I think finally puts that and, to rest. Right. And that, but then that's, and that's the business bed that they chose to go like, that's, that's what they chose. They claim to be independent contractors, right? They, yeah. That's their whole thing. Okay. So the, the truth they, is being shown on the whole, the business model of what a, a professional golfer is, is what this is. And it's, it's that, yeah, yes, they're independent contractors, but, but the, the whole charade of the PGA being this, this idealistic player run business can finally be to bed because I think the fact that they were all left in the dark, even the in the lip player tours were also left in the dark here. Like that's just that's gone. That charade is disappeared. No, but no league is player run. It's player but, but exactly that's you why it was an idealistic perspective. Well, whoever had that idealistic perspective was it's been out was, there for years, is what I mean. Was, I'm not saying I did, but 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 I mean I don't even know what that means because. Every every league has that, right? You've got player committees. You've got, you know, like at the NBA, yeah. if if David Silver wants to make an announcement, he might ring up LeBron just to take a pulse check. But he also but wouldn't might you not. agree that like over the years, Jay Moynihan was probably the least known professional sports like commissioner out of all of them. Like everyone the golf, he, outside of the NHL, but he's the golf commissioner. Of course he's well, yeah, but but what I'm saying is like because even though like you brought up like the NFLPA and then the, the baseball, you know, like all of the these other player organizations, right. like they're always the commissioner of those sports is still the loudest voice heard. Even though like the players are all back room. But the PGA has always been a little bit more the players are a little bit more on the front end. We don't hear much from Jay 
but now it's it's like it's just very well, clear. He was now. attacked. Yeah. He was attacked. Yeah. So I mean he's I love I'm team J. I love this. Sure. Uh, I think it, I think it's I think it's a, I think it's a smart move. I think it's taking control of the situation, getting it's making the best of a shit sandwich, right? It's like, mm-hmm. you know what? We just have to eat it and we have to chow it down because it's coming whether we like it or not. So, can I have some hot sauce, please? You know. <laughs> he's going to get this for-profit, you know, money pit to do whatever with. And here's a question. Maybe live isn't over. You know, what if so I don't think it is. I don't think yeah, it is. But uh, but here's I think it might turn into the fall series. I think that yeah. especially because the weather gets the weather gets dicey here in the state. So you make it global and you go to nice warm tropical places yeah. and you have eight. All of a sudden we see the all of a sudden we have a Dubai swing. Like you know well, I mean, like <laughs> no, see that's the other thing is I think the PGA tour is not I don't think the PGA tour proper is gonna go global. I think it'll stay North American. Mm-hmm. Uh and really, I mean, really in the United States. We have a you know, we have a Canadian thing, we got something down the Bahamas, the Mexico. Yeah, but they're, they're, really they're limited outside of the continental. Right. Country. And I think that oh, will continue. 49. But maybe, but but what if it's almost like to get to East Lake instead of the top thirty, they expanded the top forty-eight. Or if you make it to East Lake, you're guaranteed a spot on one of these teams, and then the mm-hmm. last fourteen or eighteen positions are filled with captains picks. That kind of shit. They really here's the here's the thing that people are, are upset with, and it, and I've come not full circle, but I, I almost almost feel bad for Phil. It's almost like <laughs> you know, bad. never well, feel no, bad for Phil. No, Fuck because Phil. because he's he's delusional. <laughs> He is delusional. He's right. Right you up know, there with it, Greg Norman now. Like that's just gonna be his legacy. And and it's it's almost one of those things where we've talked about it before. This change was probably coming no matter what. And it, and it, yes. all it needed was a catalyst. Yep. Did it have to be it this way? Do you have to be a jackass about it? Um but it, it I, sped it up, and it's not bad that it got sped up. But I, I think you're gonna see him almost with a almost like with like a Christ complex complex now. Like, yes, I died on this cross for you. Like, so yeah. his way back, they did give a hypothetical. You know, Jay did talk about yes, we've talked about this and what it might look like. So, for example, Phil, I think it was 200 million, and he got 100 million up front, mm-hmm. and the, the rest was gonna be over a three-year contract. Yeah. So he's already got he, you know whatever whatever is due in that contract. Basically, they're gonna make these guys just forfeit their contracts mm-hmm. to come back to the PGA tour. And that's where I think which like, isn't even that, guaranteed. No, it's not. They did say they're going they're going to figure out a way back. A, a, well, you know, the wording fair. they used in the initial announcement was that there was going to be a fair reapplication process to either the PGA or right. DP World Tour, which, like you're kind of alluding to here, in that we it's just gonna be different for each guy. They exactly. did say that it's probably going to be. It's going to be depending on circumstances. They also yeah. might factor in things like if you if you're a major champion, then you don't have to sit out the year that they might be spending yeah. guys, or they might just be saying you can't play in the FedEx Cups. So there's going to be a lot of different ways for these guys to come back, just like we said there would. And I think that Brooks was that catalyst, winning, did, kind of sped it up because I don't think Jay sure, Moynihan yeah. wants I think to. That's clear know, now. I don't think they were going to lose business or maybe sponsors to live. Again, I think no. it was just from a business sense. It was probably you know legal fees. They were also yeah, about they to wanted to stop fighting. Have to turn over like cell phone records and shit. You know, yeah. you don't want to open up your books too much. So I think this was a you know it was a not a tourniquet, but pretty much a tourniquet. Well, here's a, what needs to be bleed. and here's what needs to be clear about this is that there hasn't been any word about what's going to change competitively yet. Right. This has all just been from a business side so far today, as far as everything that's come out. 
Also, there's been it's been very clear that nothing is going to change with this 2023 season. Uh, any changes we might see won't be until the 2024 season next year. Uh, so the live has already said the live schedule is going to for this year is going to play out as planned for the 2023 season. So I expect the PGA as well, the DP as well. Everything's going to stay as is this year. We'll see what next year brings from a competitive standpoint. If there's any big changes, uh, what was what has been kind of bugging me today is that it, which well, not bugging but more so confused me because I don't get it. And maybe it's just like I get it from the standpoint that these live players who took the bag, took the money, now get to have their cake and eat it too. Uh, massive win for them. It works out great for them because they're going to be able to come back one way or another and, and, and have the best of both worlds. But there's been a lot of victory lapping for the live tour today. And I don't necessarily see this as a as a win for the live tour specifically. Like this, this just seems like, okay, like, yeah, sure. Like, but what the main thing Live Tour lovers and supporters have been calling for is the official world golf rankings. That's what they've wanted. There's been no talk about the official world golf rankings in this proposal. Again, that might and not change. Deal. That might not exactly. That might not change. Nothing might change about that at all. I don't see where, other than the fact that they got to keep all this money, I don't see where the victory lapping is called for with Live players and all Live supporters because. This doesn't necessarily feel like a win for Liv specifically. Like, I don't huge, see this as huge. a Liv win over PGA. Not over. Not over. Nobody, like, yeah. Nobody's beat kind of, anybody here. This just no. seems like a. I think it just feels icky because this it, seems the, like the, a let's stop fighting, let's lay down our arms, and let's just figure out what's best so that we all make money kind of deal. Uh, by the way, that 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 would be sentiments between these four people who made this deal, as you pointed out. It's a they, they, the quote that they're running with on Golf Central from their insider guy was, was a 90-10 split of people yeah. pissed off and then 10 people who like didn't say we we're happy, but like understood. And then yeah. when one of the players called for new leadership, everybody clapped and everybody stood up and everything like that. First of all, we haven't heard from Jack Nicholas. We haven't heard from T. Yeah. Uh, you know, we haven't heard from some of these. We have, we have heard, heard from, from Jay. After, and after you're done, I want to get to it because we have heard from Jay out after the player beating that he had in Toronto. So we've heard. From oh him yeah. And, and you know what he said? Oh, I love, I love his, his, his reasoning. Well, you know, I made decisions based on the information that I had at the time. Yeah, okay, great. So now what? Cop out, like. Well, no, I just want to know. Okay, so <laughs> what information? What information did? What did? What, what changed? Well, it, that's uh, why I mean it's a cop out because we've all known this information. Nothing's changed. I don't. By think. information, it could have been the accounting department going. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna bleed out here in about eighteen months or not even whatever it might be. You know, we gotta we gotta figure something out. Um, so this huge and that's the other thing is like this huge injection of capital. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to get this, whatever, what it, it probably is just going to be like for whatever you need. I, do, I don't know how they're going to figure it out. I mean, I guess they might, they're, you know, the business people might work it out, but if I'm, if I'm Will Zalatoris and I turned down 130 million, yeah. Although at the end of the day, business is business, right? This is what. Yeah, but how can you not be pissed about. as a player, not only being left in the dark with this decision, no, but no, also no, no, having? No, I'm, saying, I'm saying, I'm saying about yeah. whether or not there's a responsibility to then say, "Here's your little cut since you since you took one on the chin for us," which is not going to happen. No, that ain't going to happen. Not a, not a monetary matter. You know, it's no. going to be. Maybe there's the formation of a players union. You know, that kind of maybe maybe all of a sudden PGA Tour is going to going to unionize and. There we go. And we're off to the races. We're talking about, you know, yeah. you get your you get your game checks or you get whatever you win on the field. But outside of that, all of a sudden it's like, you know, in the NBA, 
you know, you get Which a percentage the, of the TV contracts and then it just grows from yeah. there. I don't know. Which I doubt I don't see that's how they could, I don't see how they could do that without giving up their whole like minor con- league, major uh, league. like we are independent contractors. I, you can't unionize and still be independent contractors. I feel like in this case, I feel like no. if you're going to unionize, you got to sign contracts with the PJ. That's what the PJ is going to ask for in return is you're signing contracts with us that hold you to certain um, obligations. And there's like, they in the golf that, world, if you have your, you know, these guys have to play in a certain number of events. They have to play. Sure, you know, other, but it, but it's it's we've already seen how they can be manipulated. Though. No, and I'm not I'm it's not loser. I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I want them to or I, or I actually think they will. But I mean, that's one of these like we, the fact that we don't know anything other than these guys said let's work together. We only know I mean, the money right now. All we know. Well, we're not. Who cares? I mean, it's one of those things. All I want to know is what's the what's the schedule like next year? Exactly. And what, and what happens with live? I want to know um, the competition. That's what I am so yeah. curious to know now. I want to know: Does this mean we have team events coming? Does this mean we have three well, round events so coming? What happens, that to, get t- what happens to Tiger? What happens to Tiger and Rory's venture? Yeah, with like, is that now? I don't. I don't think so. I think. I think. I, I think everybody's going to be able to. I think they're really just trying to make a way for everybody to have their cake and eat it too, because there's so much money to be made from this. So here's a fun. Here's a fun segue here then to something I know you were very passionate about this weekend. So the PGA live the DP World Tour. They all make this. They make this business decision. We're gonna just leave it there for now. They're all doing it in the name of growing the game globally. That's literally what they've said. Yeah. What about the LPGA? What I mean, like what it completely not now granted, yes, the PGA is a male tour, the DP tour is a male tour, the, the live is a male tour. But if you're gonna do something in the name of growing the game and you're gonna do it on such a massive scale as this type of merger, how do you leave the LPGA out, especially coming off a weekend where history was made with Zhang and her dude. professional debut winning a tournament in playoff fashion how does this how does this happen to where the lpga is just left by the wayside i know and i know the answer i already here's the thing i already know the answer and the answer is money the answer is that the lpga just doesn't bring in the money the pga the dp world tour the the limb tour brings in like so i know the answer but just from a logistical standpoint if you're gonna speak in growing the game globally how is the lpga just left out of anything Without there even being a, a, a I guess, a, a consideration of some sort of woman's golf angle to this merger. I, maybe they're not left out of it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm trying to pull up. <laughs> they they came out and said, as we have consistently said, a fractured ecosystem is not good for the game, and we look forward to learning what today's announcement means for the growth and impact of global golf. We remain focused on growing the LPGA, continuing to work with the top partners in the world to provide the best opportunity for our membership and to make sure that everything we do continues to allow us to inspire, elevate, and advance opportunities for girls and women on and off the golf course. You know what that feels like? That feels like the the person who's being he's in a long-term relationship being cheated on. And trying to justify saying, but they're, they've been such a nice person all this time. And I know they're going to have my back in the long run. They, we're going to let them have their fun. That's what that feels like. That feels like a defeated statement from the LPGA to me. We're going to see a parallel female live in the next five years. You think so? Yeah. 
I think I would love I that. Think, I'm all for that. I hope I, that's true. I think that's I think that's going to happen because the more I think about it, I don't. It's not that. Listen, the team, the whole team aspect. Maybe it's not a bad product, but you know, it really just had a shitty you know rollout I, because the concept. I really don't like the team aspect. <laughs> pause. Fill those 48 spaces with the top 48 in the world. So maybe this is their supercharged fall where all they have to do is show up for elevated events than this. And then the other events are stepping stones to get to elevated events, which then gets you eligible for live. I mean, there could be this whole restructuring of, cause that's how it might be. Yeah. They're they're The coverage on golf central right now is borderline it's, somber. It's- yeah, and, no, it's, and that's what bugs me it's about clear it. Clear what it's clear what side they were on this whole time. That's been apparent this entire. Well, time. it's it's a P, I mean, PGA but we get it. We've already talked or, about that. You know, we they, get they've it. They've been they've been doing we that understand. for years, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. I, what what yeah. bugs me though is the the tone is all, almost like I said, like somebody died, and 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 I see the other side of it. Like I I do see that there's interesting. I've I'm not a 9/11 survivor or anything like that, right? Like mm-hmm. there, I do understand about the families and some of the you can't break those connections. But at the same time, it's a big world, and I'm not saying that they can't feel that way. But also, I'm just excited about what this might mean for the game. For sure. you know, Cooper Rose, who is upstairs screaming right now because <laughs> she's not in a bad way. She's just a freaking nut job. She's gonna be three years old soon. <laughs> and is there gonna be a live tour for her to play on, or you know, what sure. is the LPGA tour gonna look like if she chooses to play golf and then she'll be a champion, just like Rose Zhang. But uh, so it could mean good things. It could mean big things. I do think it will because there was already kind of some rumors and scuttlebutt around. And maybe that's the other part where it's like the the PGA Tour sees that like, well, damn, they sniped, you know, a handful of ours. What if Nelly Corda goes for $400 million? I mean, she's the biggest name in female golf. She is as far right as now. as far yeah. as about marketability. Nobody's playing better golf than Rose. She's Zane. the most recognizable name by far. Right. I mean, Nike signed her. She was the first LPGA tour to, uh, person to get signed by a uh, player to get signed by TaylorMade at mm-hmm. the level that like DJ and Colin, those guys are, you know, her and Tony Finau are going to be paired up this fall in the, the co-ed event. So like, she's that name, you know, what happens if all of a sudden her and Lexi decide to say, I'm, I'm done grinding for pennies on the dollar for what these men are getting. Let's go get our bag girl. Like, so you think maybe the, do you think, cause you met, you alluded to it earlier. You just alluded to another aspect of it. Do you think the fall now turns into more of an exhibition time of year where we see more co-ed events? Eventually we see more of these team events or three yeah. round events or like more creative styles of golf competition. I honestly think that there might be a long-term way that the live model becomes the fall you know the fall. Which I'm, look, it, it, I'm fine with that being the fall model. Like I'm, uh, the that, that mixes guys. it up. For the top guys. Yeah, that mixes it up. I'm fine with that. That's fun. That's different. I don't want that to be golf 24 seven throughout the year. Like in the end, I still want it. Want it to be four rounds, two round cut events, single guy. Like sorry, I didn't mean by single guys, but like individuals playing for themselves by themselves. Like well, that's so- still the golf that I want to watch. And I mean, you, you put it on in the fall and you don't want to, you don't want to fuck with football. So what do you do? 54 holes is perfect. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, yeah. it leads you right into your football weekend. You only want to do, you only want to do like nine events. So I kind of like that, honestly, for the fall. Right? They should just put me in charge, but the, um, <laughs> I'm trying to look at the excitement of it, but I, I do. I love the, I love the, the, the vitriol coming. I love that Colin Morikawa and the, you know, you know, between, because of social media, they do have a louder voice than players used to. 
then I do think that Jay is just knowing that this is going to suck. It's kind of like when you're, when you're the boss, you have to fire people sometimes or you have to make decisions that are unpopular. It's, you know, and and I want to see how it shakes out. Um, I mean, I get everybody's pissed off. They're blindsided. I don't think anybody was entitled to a tip on this. Again, I go back to my point of I'm pro Jay in the sense of he made a call that was completely within his whatever purview to make. And if you disagree with his, you know, the way he went about it. Okay. That's fair enough. You're, I mean, that, 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 okay. that that's understandable, but I also want to wait and see what does this turn out to be? Like, is there anything, you know, is there anything that, that does change or does all this mean is, they're going to create a path because also what if it's like nothing changes, we're just going to create this reapplication process for players if they want to come back. So, and, and, yeah. and then they, because then that would mean it's not like you're going to automatically get reinstated. Like we said, so it's not like these guys are like, all right, come on, DJ, you, you pick your 20 events that you want. They're going to maintain their loyalty. And I could understand why some of these guys, especially at the RBC Canadian are like, what the yeah. fuck, dude? And you're like, we are the grinders. This, these are the weeks that, you know, we really, we really make our bones and try to get into that next tier so we can get into these elevated events. And so <clears throat> I can understand they would be pissed off, but I think if he's protecting them, that's fine. And I think by making this app reapplication process, he is. So that could be the, that could be it too. They could just be saying like, Oh no, no, no. Liv's going to keep doing Liv's going to live. And if they, and if they want to let it fold, huh, huh, then we'll have some, <laughs> you know, you know, then the public investment funds going to be fine. Cause we just signed on the dotted line with them players. You can come back if you want, like chase Kepka, you weren't on the PGA tour in the first place. No offense. You know, yeah, phenomenal, honest. phenomenal golfer. But um, I mean, guys like that who weren't on the tour yet, or maybe, you know, they had, they just got their status like Mito Pereira. It's yeah, like, yeah. it's like, dude, I mean, you might have to sit out a year and forfeit some money just like everybody else. Um, yeah. So what about those guys who joined live late? Like Mike, Mike, Pereira, like guys like that who came in on the second, third wave. And now this hits and now they might have like, if they have to like, do you think it was worth it for those? What? six months of yeah. live play depends on the size of the check if we, which we don't anything, know which we, we don't know it, i guess so i guess right if we really learn anything an through all this it's that money you know well you know, my number is like specifically was a guy who was on the rise over here on the pga like he was he was a name that people were getting to yeah. recognize he was on the rise yeah but also we saw in full swing what a communal guy is and how yeah. it was him and neem like they 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 went kind of like brothers Sure. And uh, there's <clears throat> there's more than we're fans of the game. We think that the trophy is all there is to it. These guys are thinking like sure, it's generational wealth. Yeah, like my I great, get that great, too. great grandbaby's already rich. You know what I'm saying? Quote to quote Beyonce. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I I'm trying to I've been trying all day to get worked up over it. I was shocked when I heard. I, was <laughs> I think surprised. everyone was shocked. I, nobody expected this coming. <laughs> nobody. For the I think the contrarian in me is just trying to poke holes in everybody else's boohoo fest because I, I love because I want to I want to step back and be like it's a fucking sport. But for the for a lot of these That's guys, it's, you, their, it's their livelihood, <laughs> and I do get that. I just think that a Moynihan was you know just getting his ass kicked, quite yes. frankly. You and know? he still and, is, and, and, and he's quietly. still going to be for a little while. We now. all, you know, we said it right here. Lives done. Lives and live might be done. I mean, they really might just say, all right, cool. I yeah, can take very off much, this very stupid much so. ass four aces shirt. You know, I can throw away the range goats. Because now they've, also, they've backed up their money now. Well, what they've all, done. Although, were these teams worth anything? I don't think they were yet. Like, I, I don't think so, yeah. I don't think the public investment fund yet. owned everything. And so they own the entire Live Golf entity, which is why 
Uh, it could also go the other direction. They could turn it into like the new Q school. You sure. know, it's like it's the fall. Which it's we the... we theorized about this that being an option at some point. Relegation this, style. Yeah, we've theorized. Honestly, we've theorized about all these opportunities, these possibilities. We just didn't think it was coming now. Is really take, what it comes down to. I mean, maybe you take like the the top, you know, the, the, the first twenty five out of the FedEx Cup, and then the first twenty five out of the Corn Ferry top twenty five. So it'd be twenty six and fifty. You put those fifty together <laughs> for a live ball, <laughs> and then the top twenty five of there they go on. Sure. I mean, I, it's your extra. Like, it's Mike, your bonus Mike, series. Okay, real quick. Mike Wan, CEO of USGA, like most of the golf world, we were surprised by today's PGA Tour world level blah, blah. He's. He, He's happy about it, although it so does here, have so, a little bit of okay, you know, so then couch. This is in, wonderful. In these last like 12 minutes that we have here, here's the three kind of talking points I want to pose to you because I, I found these very interesting. Um, ben Griffin, a mid-level player on the PGA Tour. I mean, I think that's fair to say. He was a guy that we've mentioned on the show plenty of times before fantasy-wise. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like he's gone out there and UNC really... guy, I think, right? Yep. I'm not sure where he's from. But either way, he, he's active on TikTok, and he was active today. Uh, he's not up at the RBC Canadian Open. Uh, and he, he put out on TikTok that one of his big questions with this players meeting that Jay Moynihan held in Toronto say was that for the players who aren't there, is there a way that they can zoom in so that they can be part of it? Uh, and he was told no, according to him. There was if you weren't at this tournament this week, you were not able to be part of this groundbreaking player meeting uh, that was taking place where they were getting the information. Ben Griffin might not be getting his player meeting, but I can tell you right now, Rory and the boys are going to get a sit down. So they might be getting a private sit down. But what what he was saying was that there was no like live meeting Zoom option available. They weren't even letting people take their phones into the meeting. Um, so like I feel where from right, so Griffin's perspective, company, I, I feel his kind of frustration with that from his perspective where he is for sure. If your company if your company has an emergency staff meeting and it happens to be your day off, okay. I mean, I mean, I have access to Microsoft Teams whether it's my day off or not. That's fair. I can log they in could if have I zoomed. want to. They, they could have zoomed these guys in. I, I understand yeah. why you don't want to though for security purposes or just for confidentiality. Sure. Or, or for maybe because it's Jay's way of saying, I get your pissed. You know where my office is. This is where I'm going to be on this date. If you want to come see me, come see me. Can we zoom? No, you can't zoom in. This ain't Burger sure. King. You don't get to have it your way. I'm in charge. Coach <laughs> called a team meeting. If you happen to be off, I'm not mad at you for not being here. You know, come see me anytime. You know, I doubt I doubt accessibility to Jay is that, is that easy for the players, especially. Yeah, I doubt it too. Player. Especially for a player, unfortunately. I don't mean any disrespect, I, I but a player like Ben Griffin, I'm sure, does not have easy accessibility to Jay. But also, send your questions to the office. There's the, the overreaction is also because we, it's it's the middle of nothing. There's nothing going sure. on. The NBA finals is off. And so, I mean, the NHL playoffs is a wash. You know, Vegas is going to win this thing in a fucking walk. Get yeah. it together. Florida, uh, Florida's going to Florida, but um, yeah, Florida's all we want this to be. You know that it is big, but I want to wait and see what it actually turns out to be because th- it could be bigger. It could be nothing. So I think we're just chomping at the biggest breaking news because it is breaking news and it is groundbreaking. What it really is. It's a lot of people who just, they feel like they're entitled to apologies and whatnot. And that's fine. But it's also like we we really thrive off of drama, and so I think I think yeah. we hype. I think we catastrophize things. We hyperbole everything. 
uh, we had, that's not a verb, but anyways, we make hyperbole out of everything yeah, because yeah. it is fun. I, I, like I said, I'm excited. I don't think I'm too worked up, but I do understand why Ben Griffin is worked up and I'd be pissed off too. Exactly. You know, if my company, yeah. if, if my company was, you know, was behaving like this, I would also, I would also reach for that level of, I live my, I live my life on a need to know basis. I just assume I get information as I need to know it. And if I want it, then I just hunt it down until I realize that I'm not supposed to have it. So then the other semi-related, because I got two more topics to discuss here. What do you make out of, if it, if the rumors here are true that the Greg Norman, the CEO of live golf if it's true that he had no clue this was coming, was left in the dark and found out like the rest of us. Uh, what do you, what do you, I mean, what do you like, what do you make of that? Cause to me, that just means that it's exactly what we've been theorizing for a while. Honestly, that Greg Norman was just the temporary face of something because he was going to rile people up and that they were going to move a more business savvy CEO into place eventually. Anyways, that I think, I think, I think that was part of it where we always kind of knew that, maybe you know maybe if this thing gets off its feet he's not going to be the commissioner long term exactly, or, just, yeah. you know, or whatever I, I don't make much of it other than you know everybody's got a boss and yes. again Agreed. i think well and i think it's also jay's way of saying to greg you're not on my level like i don't i, I fair seriously <laughs> like it's it's like you don't you may have the title of the ceo of the company we're about to merge with but that doesn't mean you have a right to be in this room we're not merging with you <laughs> we're merging with the company that owns you i mean this is again exactly. this, this a lot of, it's just business which i know dick about but i mean i know I've, I've seen pretty woman enough to know that you know, when business takeovers happen like this, you just pound on the person until they, until they have to beg, please. But even, but even in pretty woman, Richard Gere throws him a bone at the end. Sure and I does. think that's kind of what was happening here with the public investment fund. Cause maybe they really did have him against the ropes financially. And they're like, nah, we're just going to wait this one out, but they're not, we want them to be in it for personal reasons. These guys are yeah. businessmen. They, 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 they're well, business professionals. They're not in the. They're not in the business of letting feelings and emotions run. It's calculated in. It's definitely calculated in. Well, because, because you got you got to keep your people. Yeah, there are, happy I mean, there's, there's got to be certain. There's got to be certain things that you're. It's like I, I mean, it's any any negotiation. Things that'll fly. Things that won't fly. And maybe you know maybe it was the the the, the public investment fund saying. Not a word to anybody, because if this leaks, it's yeah. all over and we're just going to part. We're going to part ways and we're just going to continue to bury you and what and whatever financial way we want to. I don't think that live was ever going to be a superior product. I just think they no. probably had deeper war chest, literally. Speaking. Of course they did. We all knew that from the start, which brings up my. OK, so then this brings up my last talking point here. And I, and I bring this up because um, I was listening to Rich Eisen earlier and he was Love very of Rich Eisen. Dan Light. Very fired up about this topic. He hates that this happened. He is basically calling this hypocrisy on Jay Moynihan and the PGA. Um, it's going like he—he's he's, right. He's not a fan of this, and I get it. He, he had some solid arguments. He brought up one interesting argument that I I wanted to ask you about, in that this somewhat opens the door for a tournament to be created, a random tournament that is just basically based off a massive purse live purse style where the players can't ignore it. It's not officially considered the fifth major or a major tournament, but it takes 
almost the status as a major because players want to play for the purse. And that gets introduced into the formula of the schedule and it potentially takes away from the status of the existing four majors that we have known for ever. Do you see that as being a possibility now where money is just going to speak not just truth for these players, but it's going to speak louder than history for these players when they go out there for these tournaments? Like, Do you see the possibility of a, of a tournament being created that's going to rival the majors just because of the, the value of the money that is being offered in, to the winnings? Yes, and I think it's going to be offered to like 25 guys. Um, I think they are going to make some super, like some super bowl of, of golf, but they're going to make it very clear that two things, a in the life of all sport, there was a moment where, you know, something was considered great and then something else joined it. I mean, you know, the, Mm -hmm. the women's, the the women's game has five majors. Yeah. All right. But I also think that you're going to see the, the purse of the players, all of a sudden jump even higher. I think that's going to become the PGA tour is going to insist that that becomes the, you know, the, the true f- financial flag bearer for professional golf from the tours perspective. I also think you're going to see some of this new capital injection go to the other majors. Augusta national Fred Ridley already came out and said he loves it when, you know, when people can finally come together and decide to put down their guns. He didn't say that he said, but basically come together and join forces and kind of unify the game. I'm excited for what this might be, blah, blah, blah. We always remain dedicated because I do think they know they're going to get a cut of this pie somehow if they want it. I mean, I could see Augusta national looking at looking down at that and being like, please get that out of my face. We're going to remain as independent as possible because if they do that, the PGA of America, you know, the PGA championship is going to get this injection as well. So I do think that there could be a room for a new kind of Super Bowl type golf event. And I would welcome it if it if there was some objective way of saying, like, here it is, you know, this is going to be the top 50 in the world for, you know, for 54 holes or the top 50. And there might be some homage to live or it might be something completely new again or nothing changes but the purses and maybe, like I said, some of this, some of this media rights agreement, I think that's going to be the big key from, you know, that's going to be the big un- unanswered question until we find out what happens with that. Cause that was a huge gripe of Phil yeah. and some of the other people. And Tiger acknowledged it at the Genesis when he was talking about how sure. he, how I said, like he kind of backed it, into it, agreeing it, with Phil. He just did it in a more diplomatic way. Well, and that's the thing. It's not, the, it's not necessarily that Phil's been wrong this whole time. He's had some, some very valid gripes and, and points from, uh, from that. his standpoint as a golfer. Like it's not that he's been wrong; he's just been a dick. It's well, what he's. It's all he's been. He's just been a dick about. If Shipnut doesn't publish, you know, the whole. I think it was Phil. If Phil doesn't say the whole scary motherfuckers thing. Yeah. Like yeah, they killed Khashoggi and they're scary motherfuckers. But, I mean, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity here, and you got to take the money while it's while it's offered to you. And then everybody everybody started asking each other. What would you do? And you know, Charles Barkley's like, you know, two hundred fifty million dollars. I punch, I punch my auntie. You know that kind of shit. That's <laughs> yeah, my Charles yeah. Barkley. That's my Chuck. Chuck. Um, I, I think it. Ever since that, I mean, ever since that, that kind of that first. Oh, as soon as that leaked, that's when that's when the morality game came into it. Sure. It will always. People, which, people which are people comes into play again on, now. So are people lighting their hair on fire in the soccer world because? All of a sudden, the public investment fund, same people, 
They were. Or buy, they, they're buying up Ronaldo. They're buying up, you know, Messi. They're buying up all these players. And some of the war, some of the older ones who would normally come over to the MLS at the tail end of their career to have sure. a swan song are getting a much cushier deal down in Saudi Arabia. So, but they, but that's the thing. They were when when they yeah, when the when the PIF <laughs> started buying those teams up. There was a lot of backlash from those that's European true. countries. There that's was. True. And it does beg to question. But is it? But is? But has soccer really suffered? So in the end, no. I don't think soccer has suffered. It was, it was. It was some big headlines and news I, stories for a little bit, but no one stopped going to watch soccer. I get why these guys on Golf Central are somber. I, understand. I do too. It's I the end it. of it's the end of an era. Yeah, now, this this was a monumental day in golf. That's why I don't think it was outlandish for me to say this is the like possibly the biggest news drop ever in the golf world now other that, than when because this is look this is exactly how the p like we you've alluded to the story before this is exactly how the pga was created in the first place yeah disruption disruption creates and just like just like d-day let's wait till d-day plus one let's see what tomorrow holds i understand that they're going to mourn tonight and you know it is yes. the end of an era speaking of d-day plus one do you know who stormed the beaches of normandy i don't know stormed but who arrived at normandy on d-day plus one are you talking about like an individual person or? Yes, like, I am. Then no, I don't. Enlighten me, sir. Bobby Jones. Oh, you know what? I did not at, know that. At 40 years old, he insisted on re-enlisting in the uh, military and he said he didn't want any kind of cush. He was buddies with oh, his, nice. one of his old one of his old officers and uh, and he wanted back in and he was like, I don't want some cushy bullshit job. Like, don't put me out at a training camp. All right. And so he ended up in D-Day and he ended up D-Day plus one. You'll hear about it on this buds for you tomorrow morning. D-Day but- plus one. Sounds like a fucking wedding invite. Did you, <laughs> did you go, hold on. Did you, did you go to school? Yes, I went to, what the, yes, I went to school. That's how they marked the days d-day plus one d-day plus two. Oh, see I, never, I, I i've never been privy to that information i guess maybe i didn't pay attention enough so d-day plus, day one, plus one was june 7th and that's when bobby jones okay. arrived and then he spent a couple months interrogating uh german prisoners hey bobby jones well never he was dis- a lawyer never disappointing no look there's there's bound to be you had no uh, idea you were getting your Bobby Jones history. Today. I didn't you know you, you threw me off at the Bobby Jones. Uh, Comes full circle. But, yeah, but you know Jones, what? Eastlake, it, it wouldn't be a divots and pivots show without you throwing in a random story. And hey, I just want to, I want to really acknowledge this because I think this is a milestone for the show. Okay. This is season two, episode 23. All right. We've been at this for over a year and a half. Well, over a year, roughly a year and a half, probably at this point. First episode, I think. I think. I'd have to go back and check the test, the tape. First episode, no camp references. I am fucking proud of you, bud. It's because I'm sick of work. (laughs) I love it. Look, there's going to be a lot of news dropping over the next couple days. You know we're going to keep a track of it. Tune in to us next Tuesday, 8 o'clock. Not only are we going to be getting ready for the U.S. Open to follow that episode, uh, but there's going to be more news to talk about with this subject. So expect half U.S. Open fantasy, half PGA, DP, whatever the hell they oh, decide we're gonna be, to we're gonna call be this news this for a while. We're going to be chewing we're going to be talking about this for a while. There's going to be raw emotions with it all. Tune in every Tuesday, eight o'clock here on Fantasy Sports Corporation to the start of your tea time every Tuesday. Get ready for the the plus money uh podcast uh, i think they're on at 10 tonight so get ready tune in stay around for that we'll see you next week we love you 
Go golf. Whatever <laughs> else you feel. End the Love show. It. End show. See you later, guys. <laughs> <laughs>